Hello. Good evening. Welcome. To X to the Zennial. <laughs> it's just the two of us tonight, Kat. I know. It's awesome. We just spent a whole bunch of amazing time catching up with one you know, another. I love that. We also planned our next, our first and next camping trip together. Boop, boop. And then we've got travel coming up and just a lot of life changes. Just a lot going on. I'm in construction of my backyard. It's coming out immaculate. I'm going to, I'm going to fulfill my life goal of having a pond in my backyard. I don't, I never, the goal wasn't like, oh, I want to own a home. Oh, I want to live in a certain place. Oh, I want my house to look a certain way. It was always, I want to have a pond in my backyard. Okay. The pond is in the ground right now. Oh my God. All I have to do is put liner in it. That's amazing. And then rocks around it. Okay. And, and then, then it's happening. And then it's a pond. You're going to have a water feature. I'm going to have a water feature. That's so cool. I'm so fucking excited. <laughs> I love that. And I love that, like, you know, you have made a firm commitment to create your life but also the home of your life yes this is oh this is the home of my life yeah. my plants all my plants yeah. i love them i talk to them today i deadheaded my tulips nice and in four weeks i'll trim the stems because okay. i learned how to take care of tulips today there you go i'm starting to get a green thumb i love that because you've never had one before hell no i haven't <laughs> killed every living green plant that's ever come my way i'm like you look thirsty have some more water you that's look thirsty have some works. But I just, it's a plant in my head. It needed water. I mean, plants need a lot of things, but I do <laughs> love that you are creating that, right? Like you are, um, it's interesting when we cut away the things that no longer serve us or are not part of who we are trying to be, right. that we have more energy to create something that we are trying to be, right? So right. we can put a lot more energy and effort into making more money or creating a, a beautiful environment or building relationships that are healthy and helpful. Right. Like it's, it's such a cool thing. And I, I talk a lot about plants specifically, but trees, right? So trees are really cool in so many ways, but in order to get a, tr a tree to grow upwards, you have to cut what's on the bottom. Mm -hmm. And the same is true for plants. Like if you want them to grow fuller, you cut the top and then it, it fills out. Um, but humans are very much the same way. Like we've got to cut the things that no longer serve us that are just taking that extra energy. And sometimes that's cutting people from our lives. And sometimes that's changing the environment, um, or moving out into different places. And so I love that you're doing that. That's so much fun. I'm having <laughs> such a joyful time. I, I get up in the morning and I did the side courtyard last yeah. year, like right I when I, I moved love in. The side courtyard. Thank I love you. the planters and like all of the things. So I did that last year, so, and I would go last summer and last fall, and even over the winter, I'd sit in my robe and drink my coffee and look at, look at my courtyard and enjoy yeah. it. And then this year, the tulips went into the tree ring. So I did the landscaping part, like the structure part, in the fall and got everything planted, but I didn't really know how it was going to look. And then that all came up this spring, and I'm just, Perfect. like, so happy with it. Yeah. But now in the mornings, instead of just going and sitting in the courtyard, I go all the way to the backyard nice. because now I have all the, the, what is it called? The structure of everything is in yeah. and the gravel's in and the wall is in and the patio is in. It's just. That's so cool. So yeah, so I stand there and I drink my coffee and I look at the area and yeah. I tell my dog to take a caca. I'm like, go poopies, go poopies. <laughs> Come on, I gotta go to work soon. You gotta take a caca. And then he does. So weird. He's so cute. <laughs> he needs to be on the podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. 
he has quite the voice. <laughs> um, but I do love that, yeah, you're creating routine, you are loving your environment, mm-hmm. and really just enjoying your space, which I think is fantastic. I love enjoying my space. I used to be out and about because I didn't enjoy my space. I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, when I was married, I didn't enjoy my relationship. I, and I thought my home was beautiful, but I didn't enjoy my home because I didn't enjoy the company that was kept in the home. Absolutely. And so I was out and about and all the time, just never really home and now I just don't ever want to leave my home. Well I think COVID was a great opportunity um for you to find a home, choose that, and then invest the time and energy into that to build an environment that you wanted to be in. Absolutely. It's definitely expedited the process and being able to work from home. So saving, you know, that commute time Mm -hmm. and that drive time and getting ready in the morning time. Now I can get up in the morning and go plant like 50 bulbs before my work day even starts. And I'm like, I'm off to a great day. (laughs) Smell like shit right now, but I don't have to go anywhere. (laughs) Well, that's what I would tell you. Like, I love my mornings for me. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't see my first client until 10. So I'll get up at 7.38. I'll work out. I'll start the laundry. I'll go for a walk. Like, my mornings are 100% for me. Mm-hmm. I listen to our podcast or I listen to, you know, uh, the books that I'm listening to or whatever. Like, I love that time in the morning. Yeah. It's so nice. It really is. It's That's a great awesome. way to start the day. Yeah. So speaking of good things. Yeah, tell me. Are we going to talk about, like, a not good thing today? Uh, we're definitely going to talk about a not good thing. And I think it, two, in two, two ways. I think we talked a little bit about conflict in our relationship episode. Right. Um... But conflict happens constantly. Yes. And so um, it is a good thing to learn how to do that. Right. And to be confrontational yes. without being aggressive. Yes. And those are two very distinct things. Yes. Um, assertiveness is to be able to speak your truth and talk about your needs without bombarding the other person or getting defensive. You can assert yourself without... High levels of emotion. Well, that and turning the other person off so that you're not coming to resolution. Absolutely. Because conflict is is always part of our life. Yes. It's actually good. Yes. It's It's a positive thing. It's a building thing. Absolutely. So uh, tell me why you chose the topic. So I chose the topic because I I have this, have had, I don't even know where this is. It's in limbo flux. This relationship, a friendship. Okay. With a woman. Okay. Okay. And there are times, you know, that we were pretty consistent on seeing each other, like once a month, once every other month. For me, that's very consistent for friendships. Um, And so, but then when I was moving into my home, I was like, hey, I'm going to live like seriously four miles from you. I'm going to be really close by. And they were going through a state of emergency, had to move in with their parents. Like their whole life changed, right? being the supportive person I am, you know, checking in, how can I help? I'm, you know, moving myself into a house. You're moving out of your house. I don't have a lot of time to help with the move thing, but, you know, if you need me, I'm here. I can listen. These things, you know, didn't hear a lot. That's fine. So I reached out again because my friendships are important to me. Especially good, my good friendships are important to me. And this one, I don't know that it was ever good. I've been doing some reflecting upon this. I'm like, what was I receiving in this relationship? Yeah, what was I getting from it? What was I getting from it? And then I started to realize I, I wasn't. You know, mm. as time and space. And I thought those things before, but, you know, I'm really nice. And that's just how I am. Yeah. 
And, but in this time and space between what, September to, we're in May? Mm-hmm. I had a lot of space to think, like, about this relationship, not like every day or anything, sure. but just they like, come to mind. And, yeah. you know, at one point I heard about a job opportunity and was like, hey, maybe your partner would be interested in this op- job opportunity. I know the hiring manager. Mm-hmm. Let me know if you, if that's something that your husband's interested in. There's been little things, little reach outs and stuff like that. You yeah. know, sending a Snapchat, like, hey, how's your day going? Was thinking about you, drove past your old street. Yeah. You know, hope everything's working out. Nothing. I've been getting nothing. Like, no response at all? No responses at all. Or responsive, I'm, I'm really busy. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. I hate busy. Anyway, it's a, it's a shit word that people use. When they don't want to pay attention. Right. It's very dismissive. Yes. It's a very dismissive thing. Right. I mean, we're all busy. You're not right. the only person in the world doing stuff. Right. Everybody's busy. Yes. We all got shits that we're doing, and it all looks different, but it all is the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Busy. Sure. So, anyway, so I get this random text message yesterday. Okay. From said person. Got you. Just, hey, beautiful, I miss your face, been thinking about you a lot, how are you doing, what are you up to? This is the message you received. This is the message I received. Okay, after you, months of sending things and not getting any response. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, uh, just the response of, I'm, I'm busy, I'll talk to you later, sorry I didn't respond to your snap, just really busy, like all this. I'm like, yeah. okay. So I went into anger mode. <laughs> okay. Kind of not in anger mode, but for me, like, a more agitated, like... You were irritated by the fact that, oh, all of a sudden, like, hey, beautiful, I'm thinking about you. Right. So right. I'm, I'm like, okay, my defense goes up of, like, hey, all of a sudden you want a friendship now because it's convenient to you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's exactly the thought that occurred in my brain. Sure. You know, I've been reaching out and you've been so busy, but all of a sudden you must not be busy or... You want something. That's exactly what I was thinking. And so that and that that then led me to what are the interactions that we've had? Mm-hmm. And it was always those interactions where her wanting or needing something from me. Fair. I need help with this project. Yeah. I need help with this painting project. I need help with this making these 200 million cupcakes for a wedding. I need I need to do stuff and I need I need backup. To help. Yes. Right. And you're a very capable person who's very talented at a lot of things. I need your help. Mm. So, right, I'm like, okay, these are the things going on in my head. I was like, well, how do I manage this? Yeah. Because to me, this is conflicting. Yeah. Part of me is like, engage and pretend like you haven't been blown off for the last, like, I don't know, six months, seven months, eight months. I can't even count it. Or say nothing, right. silence, because I am the best avoider. Holy shit, I am so good at avoiding. Especially conflict. I am, I hate this shit. <laughs> but I have a story, I actually have a positive story of conflict that happened today that I can talk about because of some of the things that you said. Yeah. But also, too, I can manage conflict. But with friends and people that you felt close to, and then I was like, am I really close to this person? And was this person really close to me? Right. And then I kept thinking, like, oh, and then when we go shopping, and then they'd say something, and then I'd buy that. And I was like, no, you don't need to thank me or get me anything. Right, like, just you're generous and kind in that way. I am. I'm like, just send me a picture of you wearing it. Yeah. Like, you love this so much. I know that you're having a hard time financially. You feel like you can't live without it. You are my friend. Sure. I have the ability to provide you with this happiness. Just send me a picture. Yeah. And those pictures ever come? Yeah. No. No, right. they did not. 
Okay. No follow through on the other end of this person. That's fair. Okay. No, no of the giving. Yeah. Okay. So what do I do with this text message? Do I respond and avoid okay. and just let this be like whatever fizzle fazzle out? Yeah. Did you just say fizzle fazzle? I fizzle fazzled. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do I say something confrontational? Okay. Like, hey, glad to know you're alive. Kind of something on the bitchier terms. That's hey. Passive aggressive AF. Eh, yes. Do I want to do that? No, no, okay. I don't. Because that's not the nice person. But it's in my brain. Because, right. you know, of I'm. Of course. And per- we can all be passive aggressive. I have totally been passive aggressive often. Right. But yes, but it's not genuine to like who you are and how you want to be. Right, exactly. Okay. And I've worked so hard on building myself as who I am and living my genuine self. Yes. Right? But I'm also like, don't want to re-engage. Yeah. Because I am kind of have had time to reflect. And recognize that the friendship doesn't serve me. Really, yeah, it hasn't served you. It hasn't served me. It's very one-sided. Yeah. So I was like, how do I navigate this like what do do I respond in what time frame do I respond do I rise conflict through confrontation in a non-passive aggressive way and what would that sound like what would that look like and how would I even frame that sure so these are the things that I'm you know I'm thinking and processing and I did end up responding. Okay, what did you say? Hold on, let me pull out my phone so I can be verbatim here. Oh, so I can be absolutely precise with you listeners. It, uh, hi, I'm doing good. Staying busy with work, my home, puppy, and boyfriend. All is super amazing. Hope you and your family are too. Love it. Love it. Because I was like, I don't want to engage. Yeah. I don't want to dismiss. Yeah. Ignore. I don't want to placate. Yep. I don't want to do these things. I don't want to be rude. I don't want to be mean. But I'm also going to be very close-ended in this. I love it. You have asked me a question. I responded to you mm-hmm. in a very appropriate time frame. Sure. But I also made a statement that was very close. Yes. I didn't ask any other questions. I'm not really engaging with you. And so, yeah, you don't have to share any information. Right. Yeah. So I avoided conflict. You did. Because I didn't antagonize it. Nope. I, but I also did, I just didn't want to engage in this relationship. This is a relationship I no longer choose to engage in. And I could have said that. Like, thanks for reaching out, but this is a relationship. It, that's assertive, though. It is assertive, but I, I, I... But it would have raised conflict. It would have raised conflict. So let me back that train up a little bit. The, the point of conflict is, in my brain, to create resolution. Right. And so if the goal is to figure out the friendship or evaluate whether or not this relationship is going to serve you, then yes, conflict would have been appropriate, or at least confrontation would have been appropriate. But as I'm listening to you talk, what I'm hearing you say is like, I've taken this time apart to Mm -hmm. evaluate whether or not this friendship or this relationship is meaningful into the life that I have right now. Right. And what I heard you say is, it's not. Right. Like, as I've evaluated and looked over each interaction, what I recognize is that, yes, this relationship served a purpose, and most of the time it wasn't mine. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to be nice. I got to be kind. I got to be genuine. I got to be present. I got to be helpful. But I didn't get a whole lot of that back. Right. And exactly. so 
in evaluating that, I recognize that this relationship doesn't really serve me. Right. And I think that's where you get to choose. Do I need to have a confrontation? Because I think, again, if you're looking for resolution, right? if you're looking to compromise or meet on the same page or, you know, continue the relationship, then yes. A confrontation would have been appropriate, and and then there could have been conflict, mm-hmm. or then you just drop it, and you're like, "Cool, good to hear from you too." Later, right? Hi, bye. I'm answering your I'm asking I'm answering your question, um, but yeah, it's very close. To, does she say anything back? Nope. Well, there you go. There is my answer. Right. Conflict avoided. Well, no, but it, put it to rest. It, right. So you, my conflict, we, my internal. We, yes, when we avoid conflict, there's a whole process in codependency that we avoid conflict because we don't want someone else to reject us. We okay. don't want someone to be angry with us. We don't want them to go away. We don't want them to be hurt and. What I tell clients often is you don't have any control over the feelings that other people have. Absolutely. And that you're totally entitled to those feelings. Unless you're going out of your way to be a complete and total asshole and you right. want to get a reaction from them, then avoiding the conflict doesn't ever actually get to where you want to be. Right. So that's actual conflict avoidance. What I heard you say was there was no need to have a conflict. Right. There was no need to have any kind of um, confrontation. Right. Because there was no, you didn't want anything from it. Exactly. And so that's, that's, that's the difference in my brain, Mm -hmm. um, between confrontation and conflict. Conflict is there's, there's something we don't agree on and how do we find a resolution? Right. Confrontation is I want to confront you about my feelings that are hurt or I want to be able to have some understanding between the two of us. And if there's conflict about it, then we can come to a resolution. Right. But the confrontation was unnecessary. Right. It was energy you didn't want to expend because there was nothing there in that relationship to continue. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you, therapist Ellen. You're so welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think a lot of people can be conflict avoidant and avoid the confrontation of... You know, um, for example, I have a large family. We've talked about this. Um, and I can be very confrontational. Mm-hmm. I love a good fight. Yeah, um, you do. I mean, I, I, I've gotten better at it, and I definitely do it in a different way now. But, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of opportunities when you grow up in a big family to have conflict. Yes. And even now, I mean... You know, my sisters and I all get along, with the exception of the one I don't talk to, very, very well. And whenever there's any kind of hurt feelings or unspoken, like, tension or weirdness, we just fucking call it out. We're just like, hey, what's going on? Like, tell me, tell me what's going on with you. And then I'm willing to be present and hear what you have to say so that we can get to the next page. Right. Because those relationships are super important to me. Right. Um, but it's the ones that are not even, no one's going to tell, and I love when people call me on my shit because that's how I get better. Right. That's how you grow. Absolutely. 
And I am so far from perfect that there's a lot of shit to call me on. <laughs> right? Um, because I want to grow and I'm not perfect and I don't ever proclaim to be. Right. I'm not even good at like this all the time. Right? Like mm -hmm. I had a client who, and I've changed my policy recently um, because I had like several cancellations in a row. Mm -hmm. And a lot of clients will put it on me. Mm -hmm. to remember the appointment. I send reminders as a courtesy, mm -hmm. but not to then, you know, you're like, oh, fuck, I forgot, and then I'm out, you know, money. Right. So I had a client, um, she unfortunately had some things going on personally, and so she was going to cancel day up, and I was like, I totally understand that. Normally I have a, a $25 cancellation fee, mm -hmm. and she was like, well, I'm going through this thing. And I was like, I understand that, mm -hmm. um, but this is this is the policy, um, and so I'm I'm not charged. I'm waiving it for you today, but it, in the future, this is a thing. Let me know when you want to reschedule. So she got upset about that. Totally fine. She's going through a lot in her life, um, and so she came back at me with defense, and she was like, "And you call yourself a therapist? Goodbye." And I was like, "Okay, all right. I understand that. You know, that's where you're at." And so she then continued to, to get combative, and I she wanted a response. And I don't do that. Right. Especially with clients. Like, I'm not going to take it personally, you cancel. Because it happens. And Life happens. And you're going through a lot. Absolutely. That being said, um, you know, if you had given me notice, like, I wouldn't have even had to tell you about the policy. Um, and so now, you fired me, and that's fine. I accept that. Right. But that's a that's a confrontation, right? That's mm -hmm. that's an opportunity to come to a resolution. Right. But when people are defensive or going through a lot or emotional or whatever, people cancel and it's fine. Right. I'm not gonna be able to make my appointment tomorrow. Cool. There's a twenty five dollar cancellation fee. This is the truth. Right. It's fucking business. And I know that that sounds insensitive. But it's not. You have bills to pay. You have a mouth to feed. You have responsibilities. But I also booked two or three weeks in advance. Yeah. I've got people hitting me up for appointments. And if I knew the slot was open, right. I would have put somebody in there. Right. And I get it. Life happens. Yes. But I'm also going to take responsibility for myself. Yeah. And this is how it works. Doctor's offices and lots of other therapists charge $50 straight up if you don't show. Yeah, my orthodontist is a $90 fee if you don't show up. Exactly. And your insurance does not cover that. It comes out of your pocket. Exactly. And so that puts the onus on you. Right. And I just, I've never done it. But having, you know, a few cancellations because people right. are like, oh, I forgot, or oh, I didn't realize it was this, or can we move it to a different day? Yeah, absolutely. But you canceled within 24 hours. That's a spot that I could fill. Right. So, yeah, I'm going to charge you money. Right. And it's not personal. No, it's you not. You can take it personally, but it's not personal. Right. It's that simple. So that's an opportunity for a confrontation, mm -hmm. potential for conflict. If I never hear from this client again, I'm very grateful for the opportunity to have worked with them. And I'm really sorry that they're going through what they're going through, but I've talked to me personally, and that's not going to be helpful for either one of us. No, and that's hard to recover from in a therapeutic, not on your end maybe, mm -hmm. but on their end of receiving therapy, you know, to get at such a heightened emotional state yeah. and lash out 
be confrontational, be aggressive, yep. provoking almost, it sounds. Yeah. And then to, you know, table that, come to consensus. Sure. And then table that and move on from that, especially with somebody that you're trying to receive supports and helps from. Sure. And I, I mean, most of my other clients are totally fine with it. And it's such a rare thing. Like, I've been practicing for nine years, and that's like the first time that that's ever come up. Wow. And I had to sit with it, and I had to be uncomfortable. Right. And I had to double-check myself. And as I did, I recognized, okay, well, I was willing to be accommodating. I did waive the fee. She didn't have to pay it. And, you know, I, I acknowledged that she was going through something. Mm -hmm. And if she wanted to fire me, then that was okay. Right. I'm totally okay with that. You handled that very professionally. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but it is definitely something that, like, we think about, mm -hmm. um, especially in a professional setting, of having conflict mm -hmm. or having confrontation. Yeah, this year has been a high year of conflict yeah. from in my within my role group that I work in, and we've leaned in a lot with the union to ask for support and for help sure. in advocating for ourselves and for our profession and for our needs to be met for us to provide services. So that's yeah. always a nice thing to do, too, is to consult outside of yourself to maybe help you. Yeah. To identify, does this need to become conflict? I mean, at one point this year, I, I was like, you know what? I'm finding a new job. But that's my yeah. normal, avoid the conflict, avoid <laughs> the tension. And I was like, no, I'm not. I love these children. Yeah. These are my students. Like, I want them to have a good life. I love my school community. I love my my high school that I'm at. The staff yeah. there are amazing. And I had to really reframe it yeah. in my mind and be like, no, no, no. How can I, what can I do? What services can I seek out for support yeah. in order for me to be able to stay? Yeah. And for me to not become resentful and not hostile and, and stop providing good services. I and, love that. And for me, that was, okay, I need to start going to the union meetings and I need to reach out to the union and I need to sh start showing up for the internal councils and I need to speak my truth. And I've had several opportunities to speak my truth. Am I returning next year? Absolutely, because yeah. I love my students and I love my school staff and these things were not because we're not from them. Right. This was from the powers that be, the powers that be, the powers that be. You know. Administration. Shit rolls downhill. Right. You know, so but yeah, so but my avoidance of conflict is And 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 you're not the only one. Like obviously people get defensive first. Mm -hmm. And recognize where that anger comes from. I was telling um a client the other day, like, if your first instinct is to get angry or frustrated or resentful, mm -hmm. that's where you need to recognize that maybe a boundary would be helpful. Absolutely. And so then looking at how can I set a boundary either internally or with this other individual or with this other organization or with whatever to be able to get my needs met while still taking, you know, care of the situation that I'm in. Absolutely. Um, and so it, it is a practice to work on confrontation and conflict in that way. Right. So that you can continue to grow from it as opposed to shutting down. Or um, what we would tend to do is to bash ourselves. Mm-hmm. And to be like, why am I such a fuck up? Or I can't do this. Or I get so sensitive. I think the other thing is to really recognize not to take it personally. Right. Most people are not going out of their way to hurt your feelings. 
Right. If your feelings get hurt, you're in charge of managing them. Right. And you need to identify what that trigger point is, where that's coming from. Maybe that's a historical trauma. Maybe that's something in the environment that you were raised in where these things were said over and over and over. And it just became like an internal mantra, but even still hearing it hurts because you accept that to be a truth even though you're in conflict with yourself, that you know that that's not the truth. Absolutely. And that cognitive dissonance, that belief of two separate things, mm-hmm. is where we have an opportunity for growth. It's where we have an opportunity to go, okay, I have believed this thing my whole life. I'm getting information to the contrary, and that is scary. Right. Right? That is an opportunity to be like, well, I could, you know, set the whole thing on fire and run away. <laughs> Napalm this shit off. Which is like my instinct in in romantic relationships where I'm like, this could just be a whole fucking mess. So let me, you know, burn the bridge, burn the town on the other side, do all the things and fucking dip. Or have a little bit of discomfort and work through that to then learn how to do it better and differently. Absolutely. Because all of our old coping skills served a purpose. At the time that we developed them, absolutely, because we needed to. And most of them come from childhood stuff. And it doesn't always have to be trauma, but recognizing that asking for my needs wasn't always successful. Right. For example, when I was young. So I know that for me, I struggle with asking for my needs as an adult. Yep. And I would just as soon do it myself. Yep. That being said, I, I know you learned. said you wouldn't even call me if you like had a flat four flat tires and actually did need help changing the tire. You said you just do it yourself on the side of the highway. That is correct. There are four of them. I can help with one. I pay for roadside assistance. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Solutions. Good at life. Um, but you know, it is it is one of those things, and I am leaning into it, and I am learning. And I am, I am working on it. And, and we all are. And that's what I'm saying. Like, recognizing that if you are conflict avoidant yeah. or struggle with confrontation, then using small opportunities and safe environments to do that mm-hmm. is the best way to move forward from that avoidant behavior. Well, and that segues beautifully into my positive story of confrontation today. You're such a lovely podcast mate. (laughs) So uh, I've learned, because I do need to advocate for myself, right? Because being a doormat my whole life has not been a good feeling to be trampled on. Um, And so, but I, I mean, I avoid it. I just suck it up and just take it in every domain avenue and all those things historically. But I use this little thing that says, this is a hard conversation for me to have, Mm -hmm. and I might not do it appropriately, but I need to talk to you about something that is upsetting me. I love that so much. Not appropriate. I do a really, so that way the person knows I'm. a preamble to your conflict? I have a preamble (laughs) to my conflict. Okay. Because otherwise, because I just can't blurt things out. That's not how I was, it's just not who I am. I can't be like, that's fucking bullshit. I mean, I can in a joking, fun, friend way, but not in a actual actual I'm pissed off kind of way. I, I just don't do that outbursting. And so I am working on my yard. So I put down my peat moss. Spent a ton on that. Put down my mushroom compost. Spent a ton on that. Okay. Okay? Called up the garden center. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to praise them because they're awesome. And this has a really positive ending. So Alameda Garden Center is amazing. Noted. Okay. They are amazing. And so I called 
on Sunday and was like, hi, I need to buy a lot of soil. Yeah. Like I need 120 cubic feet of soil. Yes. Do you have soil? Yeah. And the girl on the end of the phone was like, oh, oh, there's a pretty bird that just flew by. And I was like, I was like, okay, well, do you have soil? Yes, we have soil. It's called Cottonboro soil. And I was like, okay, how much does that cost? And how many, how much do you have? How many bags? Oh, we have entire, we have multiple pallets of it. We'll have some still this afternoon. Okay. Come on down. But this is oh, there's a road runner. Uh, I know. I was like, all right, Her what? ADD is was on flick. On flick. And so I was like, oh, you that's lovely. Say that anymore, but anyway, I on. liked it. That was like a trip down memory lane. <laughs> she was like, oh my god, all the ADD. <laughs> and so then she's like, road runners are good luck. And I was like, okay. Well, you have a good day. I'll see you this afternoon to yeah. pick up this soil, this cotton burrow soil. Okay. See you then. Get down there. Go buy more roses because, you know, I'm obsessed with them. A little bit. And then I go to the counter and I'm like, I need 10 bags of the cotton burrow soil. Okay. Because you figured out how many right, cubic I, feet that you needed. I got that. it all figured out, right? Because yeah. I'm on a budget for what I'm doing. Sure. And so I said, and I need 10 bags of this soil, and we loaded it into the truck, okay. took it home, started unloading it, I start cutting bags and dumping, and I'm like, huh, this is really musty. There's something wrong with this soil. Like, this is very acidic smelling. It's not, this isn't very soily, earthy smelling. So I'm cutting bags, dumping, cutting bags and dumping. I'm about five bags in, and I'm like, okay. something's not right yeah. with this soil. It's far too acidic, it smells like steer manure. Okay. Or something not something not positive is going on here. I go to the bag. Okay. It is soil builder with compost. I've already composted. Yes. I put the mushroom in. Yes. I now have ruined my entire dirt lot. Oh shit. I am totally acidic, and the bulbs that I ordered from Holland are going to die okay. if I put them in this. Okay. Like I've just built a death trap for my yard. Okay. And I'm like, okay. I don't know what to do. Okay. I don't know what to do. So then I start stressing and freaking out, like go to the internet. You know, what does the internet say? The internet says to just rotate more soil in to take it out. Well, I couldn't take it out because I was dumping bags and turning and dumping and turning and dumping. So it's all mixed in there. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I've spent $200 on this. So five bags in. Five bags in. I'm halfway in. I'm like, okay, I need to figure out a resolution to this that is also supportive of my finances Fair. because I, I am now out a hundred dollars okay. and possibly my entire yard for the whole year okay. and this does not serve me right. I am not happy so I took yesterday Monday mm-hmm. to calm down Good. to breathe to start framing you know how what can I do to resolve this you yes. know what what answers can I seek the internet said to add some lie or mm-hmm limestone granules and that might help but then that's more aesthetic so limestone makes sense right and then I could you know bring it down and I was like okay looking at bags of that it's $70 and I'm like now I'm up $70 from this hot mess I still have these five bags I was like you know what I'm just gonna go down there yep and I'm gonna talk to the manager yep I'm gonna speak my truth yep I'm gonna tell the whole story and I'm gonna see if we can find a resolution I love it so that's what I did I loaded the five bags still remaining 
took my receipt, went down, you know, asked for the manager when I got there. And, you know, that scares customer service representatives. They're like, sure. well, they're not available right, right now. Can I help you? And I'm like, no, I, I need to speak to a manager. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not going to be available for like 30 minutes. And I'm okay. like, that's okay. I'll go walk around and look at the plants. Because, sure. like, I love that. Yeah. So about 10 minutes later, they call me on the intercom and I meet with the manager. Awesome guy. Awesome. So awesome. Okay. And I started with... I am not good at having these conversations Mm -hmm. and I'm not good at advocating for myself, but this is the situation. So I tell them about the birds. I tell them about the phone call. I tell them about this thing. And I said, what can we do to make this right? Good. Love it. Uh, I need to return those bags that I have left. That's all I have left. And I need to know what can be done, what you can do to make it so that I can grow my garden. Yes. And fix this. Love it. Without me investing more money. Okay. Okay. And he was super like, and he's an expert gardener. So he was like, oh, shit, you already compost? Could you add more peat moss? We could have more peat moss. And I was like, I already peat mossed. Yeah. I need soil. Right. I need dirt. And so he took me out and was like, okay, we're going to add this soil. There's nothing in the soil other than just soil. There's no compost. No, nothing. It's just dirt. Okay. And he's like, let me go in. Let me figure this out. He basically comped me 100%. So I wasn't even charged for the five bags that I dumped. Okay. And he comped me all of it and basically did the numbers. So I got all the soil that I needed to mix in to get this all back to a level playing field of being able to grow. And then also gave me a $60 gift card to Alameda Garden. That's amazing. I know. I just got chills. <laughs> so amazing. Yeah. But had I not been like taken a day to process and be like, no, this needs to be made right. Sure. Like, and we need to come to some kind of resolution and consensus and I need their, his support. I need their support in fixing this error. Yep. I would be out $70 mm-hmm. for the limestone, yep. for the bag that I would have needed for the limestone. I would still be short the soil, yep. and I would have five bags of compost that I didn't, I wouldn't even be able to do anything with. Exactly. So I feel like there can be such appropriate conversations mm-hmm. that can arise from conflict, but I think the way that you navigate, the way that you approach it, and for at least for me, and the way I start the conversation and the dialogue really because sets the tone. Exactly. And so I think even in using that in my own relationship with my boyfriend, mm-hmm. my man friend, um, <laughs> you know, when I my feelings are hurt or something is going on, I start it with that antecedent of, I, I you know, not just that we need to talk. Because sure, fuck, that is so scary. That's an immediate, like, poop flies out of your butt, like, thing. Well, I think we get immediately defensive or scared. Exactly. I get we scared. we get scared because, or we get defensive because we're scared. Exactly. Anytime somebody says we need to talk, like, unless it's us, like, right. hey, we should probably talk about whatever, but if we need to talk, that's a problem. Right. Yeah. Something is not right in the world. Exactly. So using those defusing things, I've, I've, probably started doing this what since I was 33 okay so about for five years now yeah and somehow I came into this if I diffuse this I can speak my truth yeah and if they get upset that's on them Mm -hmm. but I get to say my truth yep and hopefully 
not cry. <laughs> I, I feel you. It's interesting. Today was a good day for, for conflict and frustration and resolution. Um, so similarly, I have been fighting with um, not the medical provider, but um, so I broke my ankle in September mm-hmm. and um, the medical device company provided the boot and crutches, but I didn't use, I didn't get the crutches. So they sent me a bill. I had to figure out I had a deductible. I paid for the boot. I was trying to get the crutches off the thing. And, um, Presbyterian sent me this giant ass packet that was the size of a whole tree that died. Um, and so I've been meaning to call them, but I was like, I make X amount of dollars an hour. And so this company and this individual who also whose name is on the letter they also make a certain amount of money and so i'm gonna let them call me but i'll call them if i don't hear from them in a certain amount of time so the guy called today and i told him that very thing i was like look i make a hundred dollars an hour to help people solve problems so i don't know how much you make but i'm so glad that you called and so let's figure this out so he said well mostly the packet is just to give you information and options this and that, whatever. And to be fair, the crutches, my, the, what I had to pay for was $26. Okay. Okay. So he was like, okay, well, here are your options, this and that, and you have to fill out this thing. And then we go through this panel and then you'll have to interview and blah, blah. I was like, or we can just look at the video where I walk out of the facility without fucking crutches. And he was like, well, unfortunately it's going to take a big investigation and this and that. And I said, okay, I, I hear you, right. and I understand all of the English words that you're saying, and I, I was really actually much kinder than I am right now. Um, I said, here's, here's the deal. I don't want this medical device company to report something on my credit. My credit, I have an 810 credit score. Woo-hoo. Right? I've worked really hard on my credit, and right. I'm not going to let $26 change that. It's the principle of the idea that... I didn't get the goddamn crutches. Right. But I also don't want to clog up a system, which is exactly what they want you to do. Right. This is why insurance is where it's at. It's a fucking pain in the ass. It's a racket. And the and the rigmarole that you have to go through to resolve any kind of conflict right. is so frustrating. So maddening. And so I just told him, I was like, I appreciate you calling. I was mm-hmm. like, I thank you so much for your time. I don't, and he was like, well, you, you could just pay it, and then if the findings of the investigation are such that you didn't get the crutches, I was like, or you could just believe me. Right. It's $26, and you still have the crutches. I was like, it's fine, because I, I, mean, I don't want to go through all of that. That's a right. giant pain in the disease. If you pay it, then we reimburse you, and I was like, I can make $26 blowing my fucking nose. Right. Like, I, I got this. Thank you. And that, I get it, $26 to some people is a lot of money, mm-hmm. but it would be more effort, time, emotional drainage, like... More phone calls. Exactly. More a waste of your valuable time, exactly. energy, effort, and all the things. And so I was just like, I really appreciate you calling. Thank you so much. Put whatever you need to in the notes. I'm just going to pay it. And he was like, okay, but if you change... No, I'm not going to change my mind. Right. This conversation was enough energy... I've made five phone calls before this. I've sent six emails. I've been transferred several times. And for me, it was the principle of $26. 
Right. The provider did an amazing job. Right. The MA also did a great job, but somebody put on there that I got crutches and I didn't. Right. And I could lose my mind over it. Right. Or I could pay $26. Right. And so then I called Brig, and the individual on customer service there was very frustrating. And so I was like, okay, just resend me the invoice because I don't want to do this with you anymore. <laughs> and so hopefully I will get to pay it and it won't affect my perfect credit and we will move on with our lives. And you might be reimbursed $26 next year. I mean, maybe. Who knows? Magic. Right? But it's, it's frustrating because I think having confrontation, back to your point, you and I are not built that way. Mm -mm. And it's emotionally taxing mm -hmm. to ask for our needs or live in the space of this is not fair. I don't like that space at all. It drives my anxiety through the roof. Absolutely. Through the roof. But the reality is that life is not fair. This is true. And so when we can fact check and go, okay, how much of my energy is this really worth? Absolutely. And that's what you said at the beginning in terms of this friendship of like, how much am I really getting from this friendship? Right. Is it worth the conflict? No. Is it even worth the confrontation? No. So then I don't have to fucking do it. So I'm just not going to do this. Exactly. I'm not going to engage in this. Precisely. But I think when we are in relationship, and certainly more intimate relationships and friendships and family and all of those things, right. the stakes are a little bit higher. They are. And so recognizing, you know, some people just like to fight. Yeah. They just like to argue and they want to be right. Yeah. And I often say, do you want to be right or do you want to be in a relationship? And that doesn't mean be a doormat. That doesn't right. mean just keep taking it. What that means is, is this worth hurting or damaging an already challenging situation right. to be right? Right. It wasn't worth $26 for me, so I'm going to fucking pay it. Right. Because I worked way harder to get a perfect credit score, so I'm going to do that. Right. You're going to maintain that perfect credit score. Exactly, because that's more important to me. Right. Make those choices absolutely that serve you. And then double check my bills every time. Every time. <laughs> every time. Absolutely. Kat, that's our time. Wow, what a good conversation. I know, right? We could have had a scary conversation about <laughs> conflict and started screaming and yelling. I mean, I don't think you and I have ever had conflict. No. I mean, even like when dumb shit happens or whatever, like we work past it. Yeah. Well, it's because we communicate well. We do. Clearly, because we have a podcast. <laughs> Such a dork. <laughs> All right. So we've got guests coming soon. Um, we've got a guest on our next one. I think that it'll just be us. Then we've got more guests. We've got a request for sexy things. Um, Sex part three. <laughs> Can four. I sing the song? Four, that's right. Sex part four. You're not going to sing the song. I'm going to. We're not going to get a copyright in front of Oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to hum it. Okay. <laughs> you hum it, Kat. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Stop. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening Thank to us. Thank you so us. much for listening. If you have any requests, if you want to come on the podcast, if you have questions, if you want to tell us, we're awesome. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, we'll talk about that later. 
But um, X to the Xenia, the letter X, the number 2, T-A-G-X-E-N-N-I-A-L at gmail.com. X to the Xenia underscore podcast on Instagram. Or uh, Luna underscore X2 underscore LLC on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be back in two weeks. Bye!